You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. Welcome to this week's show, Laura. Welcome back. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Today we are talking about the Akashic Records. And this has become one of my favorite topics of discussion since meeting you because it's been, I'd never heard of the Akashic Records before we met. And they have become a a real integral part part of my own journey. Not just a spiritual journey, but the, like the essential nature of my understanding or, or my, my understanding of the essential nature of reality. So we're going to dive into this today. Um, so, so for those who have no clue what we're talking about, what are the Akashic records and what is the Akasha? Mm-hmm. And go. one two three yeah i mean i get asked this every day of my life now that i do this um dinner parties like every time i say what do you do for a living right nobody seems to have heard of it it's crazy to me i hadn't either but the akashic records the energetic space that holds your soul's history everything you've ever done in all of your lifetimes every thought every feeling Every action is stored in this place, kind of like a, a, a data warehouse, like the internet. Um, and you know, mine are stored, everybody's stored, but everything you've done in all of your lifetimes. So not just Kevin's life, but all versions of Kevin over you know, the entire span of your soul. And by that, I don't mean like just the consciousness or what have you, you're even your unconscious activities, thoughts, or actions. Um, And so it's this incredible space for for healing, for understanding who you are, because everything you've ever done is there, including your soul plan. Yeah. So when I first heard this whole idea, I thought, okay, this is a little woo-woo. But at the same time, I've been doing a lot of reading on quantum mechanics and science. And Matter of fact, in the news, there were a lot of articles about this whole idea that the universe is two-dimensional and it's all just information anyway. And the pieces clicked. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this isn't really woo-woo. Like this actually, what you're describing is like the informational nature of the entire universe. That it's just information. Yeah, that's right. Right. Non-judgmental. And and no right or wrong. It's pure information. And that's the way it comes through. It it comes through without any sense of of righteousness. So it's the information, it's stored, it's there, it is what it is. And there's no no getting it wrong. Yeah, it's it's been around for thousands of years, Kevin. Um I hadn't heard of it. Um, I don't know. It's like the best kept secret on the planet, in my opinion. Uh, Madame Blavetsky, I just love saying her name. So any chance I can, I'll say it just because it's such a such an awesome name. But she brought it to the States um, 
in in the in, during the turn of the century where she and other people were working together in something called the Theosophical Society. You had William, you know, uh, Yates and uh, Krishnamurti for people who know who he is, a great spiritual leader. Um, and they were playing in the Akashic realm, doing work from that space. And she also brought yoga and meditation. But for some reason, this didn't get the same, you know, trends in culture. Right? What gets popular? What doesn't? I've been doing yoga for 25 years and it was not popular. It was kind of strange back then and now it's everywhere. And certainly right. meditation had a bad rap until about 15 years ago. I mean, it seemed kind of out there to a lot of people. So um, I'm hoping this one becomes as normalized as well because it's amazing. Yeah. So where does it come from? Does it come from Indian culture, Hinduism? Like where, I should know this, but I, I don't know the answer to this. You know, it's it's a tough one to totally track down, to be totally honest, but akasha means primary substance or ether in, in Sanskrit. Um, so it comes from the East. But when you trace back the Western ideas, um, the book of life, mm, yeah, right? In the Old Testament, New Testament, I mean, it's everything you've ever done uh, and in this book of life. And so there's this, this idea is in both Eastern and Western cultures. It's in in Plato. It, it's it's kind of, you know, lingering around everywhere. But Akasha literally is Sanskrit for for primary substance. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So okay, the next big question is how did you even find this? Because you are a healthcare attack entrepreneur, running a business, and then all of these, all of a sudden you find the Akashic records. What the heck? No, no, yeah, no. Um, so I didn't find it out of out of being an entrepreneur. I, I, um, I started with authenticity, emotional obesity, and just working on stuff from a from philosophy and coaching modalities. I studied neuro linguistic programming. Um, I was a philosophy undergrad and graduate student. I was reading it my whole life. I'm a yoga teacher. I've taken a ton of different cert certificates and various things. Um. And I did that for, for a decade before the Akashic realm. The Akashic realm came later, about uh, six, nearly six years ago. Um, I, I had been looking and into authenticity, coaching, working, doing the, the podcast, The Art of Authenticity. And I just got more and more fascinated by this this word. Like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about when we talk about the essential self, the the authentic self. People love that word, but I was I was talking about it so much, and then I started thinking, I'm not sure I even know what this is. And so I was taking a break from my work, re reorganizing um, around going a little deeper. And when I um, um, I left my partner of 17 years, we were together, and we amicably separated. It wasn't a, a negative. And I, I started dating and the first person I went on a date with, as you know, was my twin flame, which is a whole nother podcast. That that's we'll a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother five shows. Um, but a twin flame for people who don't know, it's the, if you look at Plato's symposium, he talks about how the soul breaks in half um, at inception. It's the idea that you have many soulmates, people you like to travel through the world with, but you through your lives with, but you have one twin flame. It's the energetic other half of you. And sometimes you meet in lifetimes, sometimes you don't, but I met mine and um, she introduced me to the Akashic records within six months of meeting. 
I just like doing stuff. I, I just kind of enjoy sound baths or I don't know. I like trying all sorts of stuff. It's fun to me, but I, I was a very, very healthy skeptic. And I went in blind. I didn't know what it was. I was just like, sure, let's go. And, and it just blew my mind. So th- that's how it came into my life. It was it was a random spring day. I walked in a room and this woman was sitting in a chair and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. And she said, tell me your name. And I said, Laura Susan Coe. She needed my full legal name because that's how you open the records. She read some sentences and then she just started truth bombing me. I mean, I have, I had a, I had a, an idea that I wanted to move in a modern minimalist apartment on the lake. Whatever. I told a few friends, it wasn't meaningful. And she said, I see a modern minimalist apartment on the lake. And I was like, what, what, you, what, what, what's happening? Like, that's impossible, impossible. Yeah. And then she just started truth bombing one thing after the next, the books that I have now written that I wanted to write the truths about my big deepest fears. And then she jumped into this twin flame who she didn't even know was with me that day. And she's like, Oh my God, you've met the love of your life. This person, you have had 135 lives together. And, and meanwhile, we've only known each other six months, Yeah, but we had this deep, 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 profound love for each other that she was tapping into. So it, it went on and on and on in a way that my, my mind just stopped. My mm. soul opened my heart. And I was like, deer in headlights for people who can't see me and are just listening. I'm sitting here right now looking at Kevin like frozen, right? I was just, my 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 face is like a moment of awe feeling. Like I, I just, I couldn't think. I, I could hear everything from deep within me. And 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 it resonate, resonated as true. Um, so that that's my experience with it. And I, <laughs> I just became borderline obsessed. I started um, calling this poor Akashic record reader, Jessica, constantly putting her through these miserable tests because I was so skeptical. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what about this? And what about that? And I'd try that. Yeah. And, and then I called other Akashic record readers. I'm like, my name is Laura. Tell me the same answer. you know. And, and I'd get the same answers. And I'd get such profound answers over and over. Um until one day the Akashic realm said, perhaps I could become a reader. And Mm. that was kind of my journey into it. That was my same experience after I met you because I thought, okay, I get this, but is this like some kind of party trick? Right. (laughs) And so I would, I would ask you who else, you know, who else does Akashic record readings and I would triangulate the truth too. Cause you and I were hardwired the same way. Like I'll try anything twice, Um, Uh you know, but I want to know, is it like, is this thing for real? Because this isn't like somebody who's not familiar with it would probably think, oh, well, is this, is this a psychic reading? Yeah. Like, how's this different from a psychic reading? Yeah, it's, um, it's not a psychic reading. So it's, it, it, I, I feel these questions all the time. I teach this level one class. Um, and, and the same questions come up in there too. Is it a psychic reading? Is it a medium? How is it different from other, a Reiki energy work, all these different things. It's the energetic space that holds your soul's history, everything you've ever done in all of your lifetimes. And so while a psychic reading might, they're like all kissing cousins is what I sort of think, right? So a psychic reading is much more future oriented. The Akashic realm is really helping you in this moment, 
Mm-hmm. In this moment, if a bunch of your best friends got together with a team of therapists and like brilliant gurus and said, what does Kevin need in this moment to unlock him to more of himself, to get unstuck, to get free, to, 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 um, it's like 10 years of therapy, like that feeling of, oh my God, that's what I've been looking for. That sentence just unlocks something deep within me. That's what the Akashic realm specifically is really organized towards. So it like kind of drops these fun factoids, right? Like modern minimalist department on the lake. And the second time I did it, we had Jackie, my twin flame and I had just bought a a Tibetan bowl on the streets of Manhattan. Okay. I mean, what the hell, right? We just did it for fun. We were going to do a little sound healing, see if we could get this bowl to, to make noise. Nobody knew. We did a reading the next day and she said, I see a Tibetan bowl and sound healing. And I was like, come on. Right. But it drops these things. So you, you start to think maybe there's truth. And then it tells you about who you are on this deeper level and how to heal relationships and how to move forward in your career and how to connect back to yourself in this moment in time though. That's, that's the difference. Do you think people who have had intuitive experiences, you know, where they sense something, is that coming from the Akashic realm or is that something different, you know, intuition? Because I think a lot of people have had that kind of experience where it feels like a dream, almost like a dream-like insight. And then all of a sudden life, it appears in life. And you're Mm. like, oh crap, how did that happen? I just saw that. I just heard that. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, to me, I just think of intuition. It's like um, trying to talk to a crowd or having a megaphone, right? It's like Mm, um, you're moving from carrier pigeon to, to, to cell phone towers, right? Like it, it's just um, an amplifier. So, so, so the intuition, right? We have, we have a soul plan before we come here, meaning on a soul level, there's something that you would like to get done in this lifetime. And sometimes it's a purpose-driven career. Sometimes it's like, I just want to heal my relationship with my mother because we have had 25 lives together. And this time we're going to try it this way to see if we can get along. Um, it, it runs the, the gamut. Sometimes you're here to clear karma. Sometimes you're here to learn about forgiveness or approvals or whatever. There's, there's an endless list of things. But you set it up before you come you set up basically a, a curriculum, a, a life curriculum, and you work with your guides, masters, teachers, loved ones. You decide who you're going to do it with, and then you embody, and you don't remember, mm-hmm. right? So then you you have these little knowings, like, ah, I just know this is the right person. I just know it's time to have a kid. I just know it's time to change career. I just know this isn't right for me, or I know this is right for me. We have this beautiful GPS, this intuition within us. That's what I was teaching for the first decade, this authentic self, the sense. And it, it steers you back to what you wanted on a soul level. Um, and so the, the Akashic realm gives you more information, right? Cause that's subtle and it doesn't come with a lot of content. So it's like, I don't know why I just feel I need to do this. Right. I knew I needed to study love and self-love, um, right. When I met Jackie, I was like, there's something about love and self-love. I just kind of knew that it was now clear to me that's part of my soul plan, but I didn't have anything more than that. 
But when you get an Akashic Record reading, it puts all this language and context and multiple life potential um, uh, views of it. So you get this richer, deeper understanding of who you are in this moment in time and how it relates back to what you want on this deeper soul self. And it just explodes the passion and the the belief in this little intuitive sense, right? So I think that's the big difference. Um, I, I want to just say one asterisk, asterisk. Sometimes people conflate intuit, intuition, like there's the intuition within oneself, and then there's intuitives that are connected to guides on the other side. And so if you're actually an intuitive, again, that's getting into a very similar space of the Akashic realm. Um, so I just want to differentiate those two things. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And I just want to say that every, it seems to me that every culture, every spiritual tradition, I mean, you mentioned the book of life. Uh, I grew up, you know, in the Christian tradition and I was explaining to a friend of mine all about the Akashic records. And he goes, oh my gosh, well, what you're describing are like the gifts of the spirit from the new Testament. You know, it's like accessing this field of information that isn't normally available to the brain. You know, I mean, I grew up with this kind of stuff too. And it's like, it's in every single tradition and um, it doesn't belong to any single one of them because it's just like, wow, this is just the nature of reality. Like yeah. this is accessible to everybody. And yeah. so the, so like the next question is if it's accessible to everybody, how do we access it? Can mm -hmm. it be accessed by everybody? Right? Yeah. I, I mean, this is kind of like at the core of my mission in my life, you know, is to, to learn and understand the Akashic wisdom because it's not just Laura centric. If I go in the records, I don't just get information about what helps me move forward or get unstuck, but I can also get information about um, the truths of terms like love or self-love or whatever. And so um, my belief is that not only is it true in all cultures, but also absolutely we can all access it. We are it. We are it, right? And so what I mean by that is um, I didn't think of myself as a mystic at all. When I was told I could do this, I was like, no way. No way. And, you know, the records give you what you can handle. So I got this little breadcrumb, just try a workshop instead of, oh, you're going to end up doing your whole career this way. And you know, like I yeah. didn't get the whole explanation. So I, I went and tried it. And honestly, I would have said I'm the last person that I would believe could do it. And clearly that's not true. And so I not only could do it, but I was able to get pretty good at it. And then I started teaching friends and then I taught more friends. And then our mutual friend, Cal, um, invited me to teach a, a, a men's group. And I, I taught all these dudes and it was like the best experience because they were classic dudes. Like they were like bankers and lawyers and, you know, like definitely did not see themselves as mystical or spiritual right. and all of them did it. And they not only did it, but they were like brought to tears, like those yeah. like bro tears. They're like, dude, you know, and yeah. they like break down and it was so sweet. And, um, and, and like, then I just kept training people and, and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm never failing. Everybody can do it. 
So I start, I, I teach it now to hundreds of people um, a month. And um, it, it's, we are, we are all connected to this space. We are this space. It's the energy of the world. We are the energy of the world. When we are living, we are the, the, <laughs> the manifestation. We are the breathing experience of, of this energy. And so of course we can all access it because we're accessing ourselves on, on some mm. level. Right. And the reason that matters to me is if, if, if you do it yourself, right. If you go and do this yourself, right. I taught you, Kevin, it's like, I don't have to trust that what Laura's saying is true. I can exactly. experience it. And I don't have to get good at it, right? Like, listen, we all try things. Uh, I was a great piano player. I hated piano. I didn't want to do it, right? So it, it sometimes we have talents that we don't like to do. Sometimes we like things. Like I like the idea of drawing. I'm awful at it, right? Sometimes it, it just varies. So I do think taking the times, working at it, practicing the craft is critical. There are varying degrees of talent for sure. But can everybody hold a tennis ball? Absolutely. Can everybody swing a racket? Absolutely. Can everybody yeah. sit down at a piano? Of course, right? Of course. And especially this. And if we all know for ourselves, oh, I did it. I experienced it. I connected to it. What the hell was that? Then who am I? Right? right. I love that. That's what I would like. Because maybe then we'll see that we're all more interconnected than then separate. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about the time we live in now is, you know, people are beginning to see like that, that they are, they are the ultimate authority of their experience and their life. Like we've been taught for thousands of years, maybe to distrust ourselves as yeah. uh, so you've got this sort of rise of, you know, governance and religious figures. And, and they all say, you, you cannot trust yourself but you can trust me, you know? And so we give our authority over people to other people. And now we have all of these tools and all of this timeless wisdom available to us. And people are beginning to experience it right through, you know, the Akashic records, other people through plant medicine, psychedelics, and they're discovering that all along they were the, they actually were the authority of their life. Yeah. And like all the sages of every tradition, you know, say like, you, you actually are the teacher you're looking for. Right. And um, I've started to see that, you know, that word mystic, it's not, it's not like this exotic thing. Like a mystic is just somebody who, from my perspective, experiences reality directly, like without any kind of mediation from anyone else, you know, they're just they see that, like you said, they are, they are reality. For some people, that's like one step too far. They don't quite get that. But like one step back from that is there's nothing between you and reality. Like you don't have to go through anyone. You can experience it yourself directly. And uh, yeah, you you did teach me. And I, you know, let me just tell say to everybody. So Laura taught me, and <laughs> I have now practiced with many people and and they've practiced with me because they've learned too and it's astonishing um i mean it comes in these sort of like it's almost like a daydream 
like these kind of impressions and these images and they come across really crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and like your, your advice was just say it, the crazier it is, the more sure you can be that it's probably true. <laughs> and, and I would just say these things to people I was practicing with and they would, they would begin to cry. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know, that's from, you know, my mother had this, you know, this teacup and it had this thing on it and, and you're describing the room that I grew up in. And, um, yeah. like I, it's just, it, you cannot make this stuff up No, and it just hooked me and mm-hmm. it made me want to explore it more and more and more. Um, because I mean, infinite universe, of, of course, there's way more than we can possibly begin to fathom or imagine, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, I appreciate you saying that Kevin, it, you know, it's, it's been such a journey. We're very similar people. We're both like open, but then, you know, prove it to me kind of people. And, um, you know, I ran so many experiments. It was just crazy. I mean, I, I, I was so uncomfortable with words of woo woo and spirituality and mysticism and soul. And, I just couldn't get myself to relax into those things. They just gave me such discomfort because of the connotations that I had with them. And also I think the fear of my friends and the people that I care about or, you know, their view of it being projected onto me. And so this process of, you know, I would ask, I I taught 200 people and I asked them the same question when they went in my records to practice. (laughs) And you know what? I get the same answer, right? And I just do these things over and over and over where you just said, you know, that's that's not possible. I mean, people call me from all over the planet and they just tell me their name. um, And I tell them things about themselves that, that I don't know. And, and they cry and then they cry with a cathartic, like, freedom, right? It's not a cry of sadness or, or fear, or, oh my God, this is no, no good. It, the Akashic realm comes without judgment and with no sense of right or wrong. So it comes through in this beautiful way that there's no shame, right? So you can be really vulnerable without shame. And so the tears are like a feeling of being seen or heard at this deep level um, and a relief, right? A relief. Cause yeah. it's like, the seeking to get out of your mind and all of its trappings of the frustrations of of feeling stuck or confused or the judgments we place on ourselves, um, the relationships we don't understand. It's like this, this sudden awareness or awakening to this profound, deep truth about the situation that feels non-judgmental. You're just like, Oh my God, thank you. You know, that's what I needed. And it's, it's just beautiful to watch um, as people go through that. I think woo woo, woo woo's days are numbered. Um, I think maybe even in our lifetime, what I mean by that is as we're learning more and more about consciousness, awareness, what actually is the fundamental nature of reality like what was considered magic 50, 100 years ago is just taken for granted now. You know, I mean, the phones that we have in our pockets. And so I think mm-hmm. to me, the beautiful thing about, you know, the Akashic records and these other modalities that more and more people are getting access to, it's just reframing or reframing reality. 
And, you know, it won't be considered woo-woo, you know, five, 10, however many years from now, just as other things uh, are, you know, gaining more and more acceptance. So it's, uh, it's good to be us. It's good to leave it, live in this time, you know? Yeah. And back to the beginning of the conversation, I mean, it, taking your shoes and socks off and doing yoga 20 years ago seemed weird and now nobody cares. And so I don't know, too, it's like the, the things that we're not used to, um, we define as woo woo, but, you know, I sit down on the carpet in my own living room, close my eyes just to do a quote meditation. And it's like, oh, that's so woo woo. But I go in bed and I slip into this unconscious state for eight hours and right. dream. And that's not woo woo. That's the woo wooiest thing ever. We've just been told our whole life that that's somehow normal. There's nothing normal about dreaming. It's super strange. Nobody gets it. Nobody even knows what we're doing. And it's like yeah. a third of your life. And so, I, I've, I've, I've been through the process. It's like taken me years, but I finally just don't care anymore. You know, I, I'm really comfortable that something beautiful is happening and it's okay that I don't really understand it. You know, I, I don't think even with the best of scientists or, or, or physicists and quantum physics, I mean, in the end of the day, everybody kind of mm -hmm. shrugs and says, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's a black box. It's like with AI right now. They're like, we don't know how it works, and we're <laughs> building it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and and that's okay. And you know, Plato, you know, is one of the philosophers I, I adore the most, and his ultimate view is that you know the the liberation of self, the the freedom, the is the moment that you accept you know nothing. Right. That's what the mm -hmm. definition of wisdom is: is the knowing I know nothing. And and I'm really the more I remain in that space, the happier I get. Right. It's like a freedom. And at first it's very scary. I was talking to a friend and she's like, that doesn't sound better. That sounds very scary. And I was like, well, it is at first because you have to accept perhaps everything you're looking at isn't exactly truth with the capital T. Like, I mean, I'm looking at a chair and, and in fact, there is this thing sitting here that we all have agreed on is a chair. It's not that it's not there. It just may not be exactly what we think it is, right? Like exactly. when you pixelate all the way and you look at it on a, you know, uh, microscopic level and the particle level, it's waves or motion, right? So it's like, it's okay that we call it a chair, but if I had different eyes or different senses, I don't think it's a chair. And and yeah. what is it? I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. okay. It's totally okay. So, okay. For, for everybody who wants to learn more about the Akashic Records, yeah. I, I want to be the one to tell them, go check out littlesoul.school. Um, I, I get nothing from this other than uh, the the sheer joy of knowing that other people have connected with it. So you teach uh, a very simple uh, simple workshop on how people can access the records. Um, if you're at all interested or drawn to this, you need to go do this. Um, you need to learn this, and um, it may be for you. Uh, it may not long term but you should at least try it. And um, so I'm just going to plug that for you so that you don't have to do it because it's really Aimless. helped me <laughs> and, and, her, and, and helped 
uh, lots of people. So uh, before you. we wrap up, is there anything else you want to you want to tag out with? I, well, I mean, I really do appreciate you saying that. I, I put together a free program at the Little Soul School, so I'm really not trying to, you know, swindle people into something that they don't care about. You know, try that. The key plan. I, I teach in community. It's like twenty dollars, right? Just to give everybody a, a chance to to try it. Try it, right? You never know until you've experienced it. It's I didn't, right? So so I hope I hope you do just for the for the sake of of seeing maybe that there this isn't completely out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess the thing, the thing that I would add at the end just is that it's not just this energetic space that holds our soul's history for this unlocking of our individual truth. The thing that excites me more than anything is the part I mentioned really quickly, which is it's a, a treasure trove of like philosophical wisdom. And by that, I mean, like we truly think oh, you know, I'm working on forgiveness in my life. I'm working on self-love or whatever. But we don't have the best of understanding of what those ideas are. And so going in the records not only just unlocks like, oh God, this thing with my mom and I now get it or my career path has been so frustrated and now I understand how to find the purpose I've been looking for or here's a way to feel more happy in my life. But it also helps you understand who you are, what it is to be alive from a different perspective, one without shame or judgment, right? With, with pure compassion, which to me is it, I'm in awe of it all the time. Like it just is incredible to think about what love is or forgiveness or whatever from these perspectives. So, so that that's there as well. I'm, I'm, building out all sorts of stuff around the philosophical side. You know, I wrote the books on it and, and that's just to me as the philosophy person, that's where my heart really sits. And so I just wanted to say that as well. Yeah. And, and it helps, it actually changes the world on a collective level too, because as that old saying goes as within, so without, you know, that the world actually just reflects who we are inside individually. And, um, talking with lots of people who've gone through and are learning about the records that, I mean, that is one of the things that comes up is how, how it impacts their, their lives directly, how they're in their life, how they are themselves and how they show up with other people. And, and it just, it, it just has the natural effect of, of recreating the world, like creating it through, you know, love and freedom and acceptance versus fear. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's good to be us. So yeah. I'm so glad we got to talk about this and to everybody out there listening, if you're like Laura and me, and you will try anything twice, <laughs> go give this, give this a shot and yeah. don't take our word for it. You know, see, test everything, like try and bend and break it and see whether all of these different things that we talk about are true. Um, yeah, that's my favorite part about it, Kevin. It's just, it's, it truly is something that you can just try. And if it's not for you, great, you know, yeah. I don't care. But um, I just know that it is a really cool experience. And so 
Um, that's how I got past the woo woo factor, the discomfort. It's like, it, it really is experiential. It's like trying to explain going to sleep at night if you've never done it. So, you know, that would be my, my suggestion to anybody or get a reading, you know, um, I, I don't have any space any left anymore. of like 2000 people waiting for a reading from me, but, um, I have I brought a bunch of people on the little soul school site for, for private readings. So try that too, right? Just, just experience it. If not with us, go find an Akashic record reader somewhere else and, and just give them your name and see what happens. Cause it's, it's, a, it blows your mind truly. It blows your mind. And if, and if it's not for you, there's always yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Oh, well, thank you everybody for, uh, for tuning in. We have lots of, uh, goodness coming your way over the next few weeks and months. So we'll just see you on the other side. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes. Because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non-judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out, littlesoul.school.